Welcome to Creatoring. Creatoring is a bi-weekly podcast where Zach and Daniel will discuss issues important to the creative community, but with way less care and respect than they deserve. We'll probably just end up talking about pop culture stuff or doing weird improv. Sometimes we may actually be sincere. It's not on purpose. I blame the guests. good wow yeah are you okay uh i'm i'm not but we'll you know we'll discuss that later uh yeah you know doing mostly good (laughs) um are you okay was that i like that use of puppetry you just did casting your voice into three different laughs that was kind of crazy it's that's another one man i think you and I agreeing to do these voice acting classes has really paid off. Like here you are throwing a woman's voice. Here I am throwing, you know, essentially four. I do not condone. I do not condone the throwing of women's voices. Just to be clear (laughs) on that point. Okay. Well noted, noted, but, uh, you know, yeah, things, things are good. Things are good. (laughs) Twitter has been tame lately, which is okay. I guess. Um, I you really know. didn't want to talk about Twitter tonight, but since it's, we it's have Kevin, Devin, man. and Chris on, I think we're going to have to. It's it's going to be great. These guys, you know, I can let them introduce themselves. Uh, all three of them are probably vaping right now. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. I hope not, but I suspect they probably are. Um, so, guys, how are you? Yo, we're doing good. Yeah. Yeah, just to start introductions, I'm Chris Reef, um, a comms designer at Slack. Just recently moved here about two months ago. To Slack? Yeah, I live in Slack now, like <laughs> with inside the app. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Dude, it's like Reboot. Did you guys ever watch Reboot? Am I the yeah. only one? Fuck. Seriously, they're am I that old? Back. No, they're bringing it. We uh, are that old, it. but they're bringing it back. Yeah. And then, uh, so I'm Devin. I also moved here from Orlando a couple months ago. Me to where? You guys haven't said where you moved yet. Oh, I moved to Oakland, and uh-huh. that, I'm living in a city where I'm getting destroyed by the rent. Yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> say the name of the city. Please. City. San Francisco, the only city, oh. <laughs> the one and only. I was really hoping you weren't going to say it. We were just going to keep that going, but that's okay. <laughs> But uh, so I'm a comms designer at Asana. Um, and like I said, me and Chris worked at the same agency in Orlando, left around the same time. Um, so we're both kind of going through culture shock in the West Coast, trying to figure out why it's still bright outside right now, <laughs> why the weather doesn't suck. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm Kevin. Uh, I'm an interaction designer at Riot Games. I also recently just moved to the West Coast, uh, except I moved to Los Angeles, so I'm far away from everybody. But um, yeah, it's been about two months on my end as well. I also spent some time in Orlando. Um, I moved away about a year ago to, to go to New York, which is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, now I'm here soaking up the good LA Santa Monica weather. 
my God, you're just jet setting all over the country. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I may have heard that you uh, packed up all of your things and suitcases, all of the suitcases that you could find uh, <laughs> to move from New York to L.A. I just <laughs> I play that image of like you in an airport with like like six suitcases just trying to juggle all of those things going to L.A. What's so, that? It was. Uh, yeah, it was. Imagine me. Uh, at the curbside check-in, and I've got all six suitcases open, and I'm playing Tetris amongst all of them because they're all, like, barely above 50 pounds. And mm. had they all been over, I would have paid, like, an insane amount of money. So I wound up just donating a lot of stuff to the curbside check-in to get, nice. to get all five luggages barely under 50 pounds. Oh, God. Yeah, so... You know, you can think of design education for those stacking abilities, though. Am I right? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a combination of just playing a lot of Tetris in math class and, uh, and uh, yeah, poor life decisions, I think. Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. I think Tetris sets all, all of us for success. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. I still sometimes wake up in the middle of the night standing in the street wearing nothing but my shorts stacking things in the middle of the road. It's something that can't really like medically uh, target. So I'm kind of a, you know, I'm a research subject right now. Uh, Tetris. I want to know how you play Tetris in math class. Because when I was in math class, I was just playing drug wars on my TI-82. I don't know if you guys even remember what that is. Uh, Do you guys had, remember calculators? Yeah, I had a TI-84, I think, and I well, had this thing called Mirage. Yeah, I know. It's two versions of my thing. Uh, like, Mirage OS, Kevin? Yeah, Mirage OS. Oh, Block, dude. Yeah, that was the thing that so got me. I think that's the reason why I cannot split a check for the life of me. <laughs> like, it's fucking me up to this day. Like, any kind of mathematic thing that's above, like, double digits, I'm fucked. So I'm kind of glad I got into the design career, but I'm pretty sure it's because of that TI-83 Mirage OS shit. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I just did a quick Google search. You could play Mario on those, Pac-Man, Tetris, Features Gemini. Yeah, for real. Jeez. They thought we were doing math, huh? No, man. <laughs> I was just stocking blocks. <laughs> play, a mind, play a Minesweeper. What do you know? Um... What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, moving. moving. Yeah. What about you guys, Devin, Chris? Any any terrible stories getting out there? Um. <clears throat> so, I have a ton of terrible stories, actually. But uh, so I got a moving company, and I asked a bunch of questions, just super neurotic about it. Like they were like, oh yeah, we pick up these days, you have three day window, et cetera, et cetera. And I started off just immediately worst case scenario, like, well, what happens if you miss the window? Like, and then I'm not here. And they were like, oh, we never miss the window. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then on Friday, they call sign me. number one. Yeah. And then they call me on the Friday, which was the third day of the window. And the guys using past tense, like, yeah, so we were scheduled to pick up your stuff today. And immediately I'm like, Oh no. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to make it. We don't know when we're going to make it like whatever, whatever. And I was like, 
all right, cool, this is great news. And then I get on a plane with two cats the next day and um, they ended up coming like three days later and just like grabbing everything from my empty house, um, oh. which was an event. And then they had a three to 18 day window for drop off. And when I was talking to the representative again, they were like, yeah, we never miss a window, don't worry. And I was like, I beg to fucking differ. Um, <laughs> just did. And that person was obviously not informed. And long story short, they came four days after 18 days. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, it was a wild, wild if occasion. You, if you can keep changing the window, you will never miss it. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the secret. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, flying on a plane with cats is a hilarious thing to put yourself through. <laughs> now, did you, like, put them in a carry-on thing? Did you try to smuggle them in? I mean, I yeah. guess if you put them under your shirt, it's going to be a bad time. Yeah, they give you, like, a special carrier. And I think any time a cat's in a carrier, they have this idea, like, oh, shit, I'm going to the vet. This is going to suck. So they're already mad at you. And then you get to the airport and they're like, where am I? Like, there's all these people here and they're already mad. And they're like, this must be the line for the vet. This is a big vet. And then you shove them under a seat and you're like, see you in three hours. And then you get out of Arizona and they're like, Arizona is way hotter than Florida. What am I now? And then you get on another plane and by the time they get to the house, they're like, I hate you. Why would you put me through this? I would have loved to go to the vet. Um, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so they've been hiding ever since you moved out there oh no they're good they're already like queens of oakland right now they're like oh, nice. one of them named towel my cat and the other two are my girlfriends um she just like rolls around the neighborhood like yelling at everyone sitting on my motorcycle fighting pigeons having the time of her life i think that sounds like the best cat ever yeah she rules Towel's the best. She only plays with basketballs. Super weird. <laughs> I mean, I get it, I guess. Uh, who else? Yeah, so honestly, I do not recall anything from my move. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was such a traumatic experience that like, I blocked it out of my memory. It sounds like you made out better than everybody else did, though. I think so. I think I'm yeah. like, the healthiest of the bunch because of it. Well, no, it was a, it was a solid move. Like, um, I was real late with finding my apartment. Dev, if you remember, like, it was literally I flew in, found one in San Francisco, and then like, literally two days later, I had to work, mm -hmm. and I had barely anything in me on me. Like, moving company didn't come in for like another month. Like, I didn't have anything. I had to sleep on the floor, like writhing and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I just remember it was like, I think it was four days before you were about to leave. And he calls me and I'm like, sup, man, how's your move coming? He's like, I don't have a house yet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And like the market here is like so bad to find anything. So I don't know. I lucked out. But good Lord, it was like tough. Yeah. And then domino effect when I flew in because I was struggling to find a place, too, because you find stuff on Craigslist and it's like, hey, I'm in Florida. I can't actually see it. And they're like, well, fuck you. We're going to give it to someone else that's here. Um, so he was like, yo, just come stay at my house. There's absolutely nothing in it. And then conveniently, all of his Ikea furniture showed up the weekend <laughs> I was there. So I was building shit 
<laughs> for the entire weekend. Um, yeah, dude had to practically build his bed. So <laughs> earlier today, I was just like, because <clears throat> I've only listened to I think two of your episodes so far. So I was like, yeah. let's see what Nick's episode's about. And I was listening to it sitting next to him, told him I was going. <laughs> but then, like, he'd crack, like, a joke in real life every once in a while or say some shit, and it was, like, bugging me out. Because I was, like, listening to Nick, but Nick was talking over Nick. And now, like, two hours later, I'm talking to y'all, and I feel like I'm, like, inside of the computer. Dude, well, I mean, you are living inside of... You know, the computer. I think we all are right now. We are but- in a simulation. <laughs> Two of you live in Slack, and all of us are in a computer simulation. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're not that far off. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, okay, I have, I've got a design related <laughs> question here. Oh, no. Um, something that <laughs> was like, like, oh, no. <laughs> it, it's it's going to get us on course. This is going to be a very short, pithy question. Um, it's very deep thought out i've actually been thinking about it for the past two weeks is it shit designers um, code <laughs> <laughs> shit no, no quick change the question change it um so i'll leave you with this gradients <laughs> and that's all i've got so <laughs> <laughs> well for, <laughs> gradients confuse me in the same way that twitter confuses me I just I think they like I feel like when other people use gradients they look amazing but then when I use gradients they don't look so good so I try not to to do them too much I don't know if I agree with that Kevin your entire year at DigitalOcean was gradients and it looked pretty tight but that wasn't that that was the style guide though like they told me like kind of how to use the gradients in like a respectable way so i have to thank my my co-workers masami and kasha and pat for that shout outs to them but you still use the damn things amazingly i think you just have to be the gradient you want to (laughs) see Did you hear that, Trump? Yeah. <laughs> Beat the gradient you want to see in this world. My take on it is, why are we using these two or three tone gradients? Add like five or six different tones on it while out with that shit? Like, yeah, this is this is 2017. There are no gatekeepers. Like, put as many colors as you want. I'm going to use every single color, even the ones we barely can see, and every single shade possible so I can make like... I don't know. That should pop off or something. <laughs> I, and isn't that what it's really all about? It's all about making just, it pop. Just make it pop. I, I think on, on the subject of gradients, I just got to give a major shout out to my boy, Damien Kidd from Black Format. King oh, yeah. Ruler of saturation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's right. They're like just... Like black format, that group in general, I feel like there is some pretty, pretty nice use of gradients all around. All around. Yeah. Also, I, I work mm-hmm. at a company that's pretty much all gradients right now. Yeah, you can't really <laughs> knock them. Yeah, yeah. You guys got the, the rad pink and yellow gradients going yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I called it. And then when I started, they called it Corringe. And I felt like. I, what? Oh no! I have never oh known. no! 
the true spectrum. <laughs> the first time I heard it was like, I think, I think it was like the first onboarding meeting. Someone said like our corange and I like had no idea what they were talking about. And then after I walked out, I was like, so what's, what's corange? Like I heard it a bunch of times. They were like, yo, that's like the main brand color. You're on the brand team. You're fucking up if you didn't know what that was. <laughs> I mean, if that's like not on page one or before the table of contents, like I think that's a that's a valid question to ask. Like, what? Yeah. That's that's sound. It's clever though. I want to start. There's a there's a razzle dazzle rose, burnt umber, Van Dyke brown. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing that one on Crayola's Wikipedia page. That's not in like the, the greater Crayola lexicon of Purple of, Mountain's Majesty. There um, you go. There's yeah, a that, manatee blue, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but, do you remember Sir Julian? Was it Sir Julian? Cerulean? Cerulean? Was that it? Yeah, like, you know, Pokemon. it was like the. Yeah, the, Cerulean <laughs> City. That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's the best Crayola crayon. It's, I mean, you got that badge from Misty, right? Yeah. It's pretty That's true. The deep cut. You guys are all like, was Misty the gym leader in Cerulean City? No, man. We're all, What's a gym leader? We all have What's just exposed know? ourselves as the nerds we truly are. <laughs> yeah, it goes I think city. we figured it out about, I found like, at least about me. So far. I found like a dusty Game Boy when I was moving. I don't even know how old it was. And uh, Dusty Game Boy would be a good heavy metal band. Oh, hell yeah. And it had some like half broken copy of whatever Pokemon version. And I just got like sucked into it pre move or like mid move. And girlfriend was out of the house for like a couple hours. She walks back in, like thinking I was going to have all this stuff done. I'm just like jamming out the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a great one to revisit, though. I feel like that's one of those few timeless games that. I mean, you can pick that up again in two decades, and you're still like going to be made fun of for it. <laughs> God, uh, yeah. nobody's going to know what Pokemon are in twenty years when we're living in our underground bunkers. Look, I've got two kids, and if they don't know what Pokemon is in twenty years, I fail. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one of the coolest moments was like when Pokemon Go was like. Yeah. Popping off and everything, and literally got every single pasty nerd outside. And yeah. you would see like everybody wandering around, like under a phone. It's a normal yeah. and everything, but like, just I didn't get any work done that more, week, yeah. like none. There was like yeah. a couple <laughs> gyms or whatever they were, like in our building, like a few floors down, and the people on those floors would like pay to keep them stocked with some shit, so like Pokemon would come around it. I think the entire office didn't do shit for Dude, like two weeks. It was almost like a look of a dystopian future. Did you see everybody glued to their phone, like wandering around in the park and everything? Yeah. But like, I didn't drive around with my kids for 30 minutes on Sunday playing Pokemon. <laughs> I, I, not this past weekend, not me. I will, I will say that it made New York, like walking around in New York, pretty unbearable for a little bit. God, I can't imagine. It was... It was <laughs> it was like Times Square everywhere. Jesus Christ. I mean, at least pasty-skinned nerds got to see the sun. 
which I think is like a huge deal. I actually saw people in parks, whereas before, you know, did not. There was a Piedmont Park in Atlanta. I would ride, ride my bike to you know, every once in a while. Never anybody there um, in this main field and like the highest point of, I guess, Pokemon Go. There were people set up in tents. Tents. <laughs> to like... I don't know. I played Pokemon Go all for like 30 minutes. Um, and then I get frustrated with apps. Again, I have like the technological wherewithal of a caveman. Um, didn't happen. I just, didn't I happen. just feel like, it, I just feel like it died because it ultimately wasn't that compelling. Like, I don't know. I just wanted to beat people down. You know, I've never, <laughs> when, when I play, when I, when I play Pokemon, I have like, no desire to catch them all. Yeah, I just want to be, like violent <laughs> Pokemon. I just want I just want to collect the six I need to beat people down. And, that, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, I think the lack of the battling structure. Like all I wanted to do was beat the shit out of my friends and yeah. assert yeah. dominance in one more yeah. way. But like they wouldn't let me do that. They, I just had to collect shit and walk around the park like three or four times to like yeah. get more Pokeballs. Just like evolving Pidgeys for like twenty minutes. Not doing anything. <laughs> exactly. Dude, oh, yeah. Trigger sounds for me, man. Yeah. That Zubat is mine now, motherfucker. <laughs> I was in the car with a friend around that time, and he was driving like mad slow. Y'all know him, uh, Rob. <laughs> oh. Rob, and he's driving really oh. slow, and I didn't know why. And finally, I'm like, "Why are we driving so slow?" And like, his girlfriend in the passenger seat's like, "I'm trying to hatch this egg, and if you drive over a certain amount, they know you're not walking. So we're just trying to drive to like hatch the eggs." I was like, "Y'all are cheating." <laughs> That's like meth addict level of desperation to like. <laughs> Like trying to get a high, like doing all these little life hacks. Uh, good God. I didn't realize what monsters you people turned into. <laughs> Re- you know, Yo, speaking of life hacks, recently I've been collecting a bunch that I feel like will help me in the rest of my life. Like one that I think is really cool, especially living in a city because I've never lived in one before. There's like these super long waits to like get into restaurants. So my number one life hack right now is you tell everyone to meet you at the restaurant at like, say, 3 p.m., but you don't show up till 3.30 because by then they will have sat down and you don't have to wait outside with them. Make up a cool excuse so it seems like you were actually doing something, but really you were just like hanging out at home. (laughs) I did that to Chris the other day, by the way. (laughs) Not tight. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. There's on, you know, you guys know TaskRabbit? Yeah. 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 So you can actually hire people to wait in line for you anywhere on TaskRabbit. It's like a category. There's that many people doing it. It's its own category. (laughs) I feel like that has to be a New York thing. Like, and like New York, San Francisco. It's, yeah, it's totally like this big city thing where people, can't be bothered with just waiting with the proles. Can't do it. But it's also pretty genius. Would I use it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, 
fucking gradients, man. No, fuck <laughs> gradients. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's 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 one of these things. All reason I brought it up is like it kind of is a trigger word, like right now. Like at the end of the day, who the fuck cares, right? Gradients, gradient. Use it. Don't use it. Go to sleep. Live your life. It's just that like the fact that people can. You know, some design personalities or some people that are bigger in the industry can say three words that are bad about it and just like spark flame wars with people who seemingly don't have anything else better to do but to bitch on Twitter. But by who who doing... bitches on wait, Twitter? Wait, is this actually a thing? Yeah, man. This, <laughs> this is, I wish it was. No. And I wish I, I wish I didn't know. I feel like is it, it gradients now that we're heated up on? Yeah, it's it's gradients. What, why? Put, like, gradients on a sweater and then like just get the best of both No, worlds? it um, it's stupider than that. <laughs> I mean, Chris was at like a um, so, show the other day and they had gradients as art and it was like prints of gradients and he was sending me. They pictures. literally had like <laughs> a twenty-four by thirty-six poster of like a two-tone gradient and they were selling it for fifty bucks. I'm looking at it like. <laughs> I mean, wow. We're in the wrong business. It sounds like stuff like Marth Rothko did and like the 40s, like, (laughs) except it probably wasn't pixel perfect. Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to tell you the story. There's not one. So um, (laughs) a a program came out that I guess it was an update to a program that was already there for UI UX designers that let them add gradients to them. And um, the company was super excited. And so were apparently a lot of their users, um, this one guy and it's fine. I guess you can feel that way. You know, we, we need design critics um, came out and said not to get that excited about something like that. Cause he didn't think it was that big of a deal. And other people attacked him for having that opinion um, other people attacked those people because they thought gradients were dumb, and it's been going on and on for like two weeks now. Yeah, well, like it, it subsided for a week or so. Yeah, maybe about a week until today, it like bubbled back up. And I think like the bigger issue here is that a like designers do make better use of their time uh, <laughs> instead of like bitching incessantly on Twitter and. Too like people don't need to like be so easily like convinced and led by their quote unquote design heroes like just because something bad or good is said about something doesn't mean you should kind of blow the same way. Um, I don't know. I think people are like being a little too easily influenced, and I think somebody posted something on Twitter the other day of like the dribble popular page, and everything was just like either blue or purple gradient. Like, everything was a gradient with a variation of like blue, purple, or you know, teal, and that's just like you know, trends come and go. Yeah, that happens, and it's not like a bad thing to you know use a trend or like you know dip into a trend. Shit, Pokemon Go, case in point. Like everybody does it, but nobody's like griping about it until now, one year later. I'm allergic to gradients. I'm just traumatized you know, by them. I was just going to say I'm going to do everything in grayscale from now on, um, <laughs> but I'd just be going back to my high school days. Somebody would call it a gradient. You would just like fade black to gray, and they're like, oh, no, Ooh. you did it again. You're a liar. Um, I was just 
um, we'll we'll circle back to design Twitter in a second because I want to know what you guys think about that as a phenomenon just in general. But two tweets that I saw, one from James White at Signal Noise. He said, design with what you enjoy. If I listened to people saying gradients are bad, I wouldn't have a career, which is fine. Second one from uh, Pants Pantsley at OK Pants. Aaron said, uh, gradients aren't bad. Your tweets are. And I think that's. Oh, oh. (laughs) got him. And so it begins. (laughs) But it's also the other end of the spectrum was all of the. um, What's the not asshole way of saying this? Um, So you get design critics on one side. Then we have design cheerleaders on the other side. The always positive, happy hustle people. You know what I'm talking about? That know me. They're they're all like, everybody use gradients all the time and do that and everybody will be happy. And that's that's just as bad as the other one. You know, and it's it's so strange that like the design industry is made up of mostly like those nonconformist outcasts. Like I think of creatives as these people who sort of exist on the fringe of society. Like we're, you know, we're very offbeat people. Like why else would we want to like make visuals for a living? Like that's not very practical. And when you see those same people who like create and adjust to their own way of living are like so easily led by these other people who did just the exact same thing. It's like this phenomenon that like, I have to, I have to like take a walk every time I read this stuff. because I don't know how to react to it in any other way. Um, but I guess everybody like in every industry, you kind of need like your Elon Musk or your Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. Like you need those people to kind of like lead you. Who's the Elon Musk of design right now? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you might have to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> oh. Well, he's, he is Uh-oh. on Team Gradient, though. I think. Oh, yeah. Very oh, much teams. so. <laughs> no, but I think at the end of the day, like, it's... I think everyone should, you know, use whatever tools that are at their disposal to make great things. And I don't think people, I wish people would, (laughs) like, I wish people would like see like stuff for maybe what it was as opposed to like what was used to get there. You know, I think there's like a lot of that going on right now out there. Right. Right. Man, you just had to say that in like the wake of MS Paint being buried in the ground, didn't you? (laughs) It's just super insensitive. I love that mess. Uh, no, man. It's my roots. <laughs> That's like where I started. Yeah, the spray right? paint can tool. That was the yeah, best. Only three undoes. Um, take on graffiti, dude. Yeah. You ever tag an MS Paint, then you ain't a real tagger. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so true. No, I mean, I, I, I feel you on that. Like, it, it, it really doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, we're all just as cliche as it sounds. Like, we, we're all solving problems you know and if it's putting a fucking gradient on a header image or what like the greater populace doesn't they don't care no one gives a damn no one does uh it's just like these little unique problems that exist 
exclusively within design. That's uh, I feel like I feel like we've always been told that we're like solving problems, but I don't know. The more I design, the more I feel like I'm creating problems in, my, <laughs> in like some weird way. You know, I feel you on that. Like I don't know, man. I, I've had like a lot of introspection with design lately. Like, like to that to that token again with without naming any names. I was working on a project once um, and the team was kind of talking about how they were doing all these great things. And yeah, some of it was definitely great. Um, and it was basically, they were kind of flying out to rural areas, like giving everyone phones and kind of connecting them to the internet type stuff, which again, like there's a lot of good in that because the internet has a lot of information, you know, you can help them with stuff, they can look stuff up. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's almost the equivalent to me as like a digital missionary. You like walk out there, you hand someone a glowy rectangle or a book with a bunch of stuff they don't understand. You kind of give them like two weeks of primer and then you leave. And then they're sitting there with this, again, like glowy rectangle that opens them up to a whole bunch of, for lack of a better term, like bullshit and like dangerous things. Mostly ads. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) among all of the good things they get out of it and it's just kind of like yeah you kind of solved some of the problems by giving them this technology but you also created like a whole bunch of problems by giving them that technology and then leaving um i don't know yeah that's i never really like thought about it that way but that's absolutely true like you open up people for a lifetime Mm -hmm. of problems like it's almost like transporting somebody to a future they didn't know existed And it's like, oh, here's like, here's some really good ways of like harvesting food. And here's Wikipedia. You can look up anything on it. And oh, yeah, here's also like unlimited sources of just the worst information and worries and stresses that you never wanted to know about um, Mm -hmm. in 50 languages. Yeah, they all they all end up Trump supporters at the end of it. <laughs> um, no, I think the worst is like just think of all the things that, and this kind of goes beyond design, but the things that you just kind of know are a scam. Like, for example, I'm sure all of us have almost fell subject to like a Craigslist scam, the typical one of like, I'll send you a money order and then I get your thing and I'll pay you more for your item. And then like it's yeah. fake. It's just that thing you look out for. Like, if someone doesn't know what that is, like they're fucked. Yeah. yeah, it's like no, being it's... introduced to a game without knowing any of the rules whatsoever, and probably you're going to be fucked out of it for the first couple times. Like, all of these phishing scams and all of these other kind of, like, you know, quote-unquote fake news, but legitimately there is a lot of, like, erroneous information out on the web and, like, a lot of issues with it right now. Mm-hmm. So... How do you kind of introduce somebody to that medium while also kind of preserving, like, the ability to educate them on how to properly use it? Yeah. That seems like the the big, I mean, I would very much consider that like a design challenge as well, though. It's like you give somebody one of these devices, you have to, like, preload that damn thing with, like, a tutorial or, like, maybe only have like 20 sites open that you know are good sites and you know they're not going to get any bad information on. Yeah, but, but that's like that's... controlling information. 
Exactly. Like then you get into that area of it where it's like, oh, well, you're you're controlling what people are able to see and like they should be free on the Internet. And it's like you lose either way. Um, I think we can solve this one with gradients, though. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> if yeah. the phone was just a collection of gradients. Yeah. I think that's the best solve for this um, this world issue right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's everything. I mean, everybody what, can identify with gradients. Corringe. Yeah, we're gonna solve it with corringe. <laughs> just sprinkle some corringe on them. Yeah, yeah. It's like the ex- the the pimp my ride of internet. Mm-hmm. I put this shit on everything. Yeah. So can you like? I I just I see I see like a Whole Foods like pushing a thing called a corringe, which is just like a corn cob with a bunch of mini oranges kind of going <laughs> off. I of would it. definitely. Buy a lot of those. Yeah, that sounds kind of tight. I would yeah. not buy those. But... <laughs> like, if it was a cranberry orange combination, I'd be all about it. See, I felt really dumb when I found out what it meant. It was half coral and half orange, and I didn't know coral was like a pinkish color. I kind of just thought coral is the ocean, so it's like blue. Wait, really? So we actually had this exact same discussion. Uh, in like one of our meetings because <laughs> someone referenced something as coral, like a blue as coral, and then we were all like, no, coral's definitely pink. There's more than one person that thought coral was blue? My bad. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> Man, it's like... I, I need to buy you more. I'm going to send you like that 62 pack of Crayola crayons. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to be honest, I only know like 10 colors. Yeah. Anything past that is super fluid to me. And using using the kind of apps I use for sipping color, I just think they like make up names for shit. So I'm getting misinformation. Yeah, have you ever used the app Sip? Because they'll literally make up all of these acronyms and synonyms for your like fucking colors. Let me see if I can. I mean, if we really break down like the philosophy of color, there's probably like not you know not basic colors. There's three basic colors, and then they combine to the rest. I think ten's a good ballpark. And then the rest of them are all just bullshit <laughs> names for those 10. Yeah. So We don't even see the same colors anyways, you know, like cones and rods in your eyes or some shit, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, how do you know yeah. that coral isn't blue, man? Yeah, I guess Oh, I guess shit, not. you're right. <laughs> maybe, maybe my black is your white, you know? Ooh. How about that? Jesus, Daniel. I actually do right for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's early here. It's kind of just the right time for that. It's, like, it's, so out here. it's eight, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe your crorange is my blue, which is a combination of pink and blue, oh, no. which is a shade of purple, which is not as funny as I thought it was in my head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk into work in a week whenever y'all publish this, and they're going to be like, yo, we heard you rip on our brand color for like a straight hour of this podcast, you're fired. <laughs> we Perfect. will, man, we'll, we'll write that wrong. We'll, we'll, write that wrong. Oh, we'll do it. Oh, God. Damn. Yeah, that's uh, anytime, like, I'm dealing with color, though, like, Speaking of, like, I, I'm not even to the point where I can use a gradient comfortably, like, much less more than two colors and anything. Like, no. I, I think that some of the most successful brands have, like, a very limited color palette, but by doing so, you kind of, like, 
lock yourself into these confines. Like, oh, we can't use anything outside of, you know, these three, like, RGB values. Um, like, there are a few exceptions. Like, Asana, definitely. Like, you guys, like, you know, yeah, you have, like, the core colors, but I've seen things like a variety of colors that come outside of the company, and, like, I still know that it belongs to them. Intercom, too. Like, they have, like, that unifying blue, but then, like, all of their blog illustrations are just all over the place, but you still know what's kind of, like, them behind it. Um, brands using colors in interesting ways, man. It's That's hard. That's hard to do. Too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I don't... <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, man, but I just... I was really... Just colors get me very emotional sometimes. That was one of those. I think you just got to go for it. You know, I think there's too many, too many brands out there who are like, I think really concerned about consistency, which is like obviously really important. But I, I've always thought it's more about being consistent with like what the what your audience like expects. You know, like I think if you kind of train your audience to expect like just crazy shit you can get away with anything and call it your brand yeah. and i think there's like obviously a few few companies that do that well like intercom sauna mailchimp is always like they've always got yeah. like really crazy fun stuff you know they can basically do anything like mailchimp can literally do whatever they want yeah. and they could call it mailchimp and i would believe them i think That's... too i think um and i think too many companies confuse consistency with branding and that I mean like um, I've always been taught and read and thought that what branding really is is the experience and the emotions your logo invokes you know what I mean like when you think of MailChimp you think of fun easy emails that and sweet ass vinyl toys you know what I mean accurate <clears throat> And um, I could care less what color that Freddie shows up as on a billboard. Yeah. Or even, it's... okay, Nike. Um, you know what that check mark invokes if you're a sneakerhead. And they can do whatever the fuck they want to with it. And you're going to know who it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then don't die bitching and complaining because somebody uses the wrong letterhead is not brand consistency. Yeah. Kind of narrows down to people are looking at branding as from that kind of perspective, the consistency perspective of color type and having rules that are like really adherent to this brand. But people need to also realize that the one thing that guides it more than all of that color and type and shit is really the narrative. Mm -hmm. And if you can carry on the narrative throughout like your brand then who gives a shit if you're using hot pink in one ad and then you're using, like, I don't know, some other type of, like, pattern in a different, like, perspective. But yeah, it really just comes down to, as you said, the vibe. And uh, at the end of the day, you know. Really the voice and tone, yeah, the voice and tone. like, boils down to that, I think. It's like, you know, MailChimp is a good example. Like, they're kind of zany in general. And their stuff's all over the place, but they carry that same voice throughout all their stuff. 
Um, yeah. I think that helps. Same with intercom, same with a lot of them. And I think, I think it keeps it fresh too. Um, cause you see the same thing a lot and it kind of just kind of grays out and you get bored of it. And like, say an example would be like a lot of brands now are putting out different kind of PDFs and just stuff to like help people start in companies. Cause you know, the thought is with a lot of these product companies that if that company becomes successful, they remember where they got the tools from and they'll end up using those tools. Um, so it's like, if you make a bunch of those how to's and they all kind of look the same, if you see an ad for a new one, you might not even know it's new. Um, and again, if you go back to MailChimp as another example, like every time they make one of those, they're like hyper different. Um, so it kind of seems like exciting, like, oh, that looks cool. I'm just gonna click on it because it's cool. Then you start reading it and you're like, oh, this is like useful. I'll read the next one, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I was, I was looking, um, I'm not important, or I'm sorry, good design is important but it's not always going to stick around forever. Like if you look up Saul Bass, there's always like uh, eight logos that show up, but I guarantee you he'd made more than these eight logos. Mm -hmm. And how many of them have been changed since then? Like Quakers changed theirs. uh, The Girl Scouts have changed theirs. You know, even his stuff didn't stick around forever, but those brands are still around because of the consistency that they delivered again with the experience one thing that strikes yeah. me is if y'all know massimo vignelli and the work he did with like american airlines that brand and helvetica stuck for what a good two three decades i believe mm-hmm. yeah and like recently rebranded but it's just at the end of the day like makes me realize that nothing is too permanent and everything's eventually going to be transient so like what is the value of like long-lasting design quote-unquote yeah right i think it goes, like wait my bad <laughs> no please go um, all i was gonna say was basically like when i was in school not too long ago however many years um i think when i started out when i thought of design I mean, I didn't know what the fuck design was when I was before school, but at some point in the middle of it, when I started taking it seriously, um, I kind of just thought always like, you know, branding design, like it's the logo. That's the part that needs to last. That needs to be timeless. But then I just kind of realized the reason why we have all these brands doing something that's so simple, so clean, whatever, is just because it doesn't really lock you into anything specific and you can kind of grow the voice and grow the brand like far beyond that. And that is what becomes the actual brand. The logo is just kind of something that's there to tie it all together. I think, I think like the ideal like brand would be like a pizzeria. Like what I mean by that is like, if you think of a pizzeria, right, you can customize like a pizza for like every single person that interacts with the pizzeria. And you can literally do anything. You can put like any combination of toppings. You can like color the dough any way you want. You can basically do whatever the fuck you want as long as you serve them a pizza. And I think in many respects, like a great brand like has that cohesiveness, right? I think I think I look at cohesiveness when it comes to brands like as a bigger thing than consistency. I think people just like take consistency like way too much to the extreme. I think yeah. a lot of times like yeah. What happens is when you do that, you lose like all this flexibility, and like you see, you see design design trends like change like every other month now, almost. You know, people's expectations change like every other every other month. I think 
if you are going to build something that lasts, like even something like what like Mossimo did that lasts like what three decades, like it was so good because it was like so flexible. You know, I think mm-hmm. um, it allowed American Airlines to roll with it for such a long time. I think a lot of that gets lost with the uh, oh, we got to like follow all these rules these days. You know. Um, yeah. Um, just to add to your analogy. I think um, a lot of companies now are doing the pizzeria thing, except sticking with cheese pizza. They're yeah. like, this is our tried and true thing. Yeah. Can imagine if you had a pizzeria <laughs> that only had cheese pizza, you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys and your business is going to close down? Yeah. Like, to be adaptable and to be able to kind of grow off your foundation, I think that's the best way to kind of um, like aim to evolve your brand at yeah. the end of the day. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, to go full circle back to design Twitter, it's like... Oh, pizza circle, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Um, It's just like, you know, some people might want pineapple on their pizza. I happen to be one of those people. Um, That works for some pizzerias. That works for some people. Like, don't talk a bunch of shit on Twitter about all the people that want gradients or pineapples in their brand. Like, why the fuck not? Why can't I have a pineapple? Why can't you mind your own fucking business? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) If you actually just like pineapple pizza, you can fuck off. Yeah. Because that shit belongs on pizza. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Oh, dude, uh, bacon and jalapenos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fire ass pizza, dude. Man, I'm just saying, anyone that hates um, pineapple, bacon, ham, jalapeno, whatever the hell, pizza, I don't know. They, they, they were just, just raised wrong. They might have yeah. had like a sad childhood. Bro, pineapple pizza is my brand. Yeah, I'm doing reverse design Twitter now. <laughs> there you go. Well, there's a special place in design hell for them, anyways. Yeah. Man, last no, but I think that's a well. I'll go ahead and no, no, I was about to open up another can of worms. You go. Well, I, I know where Design Hell is. It's the comments in Behance. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> nice work, man. Can you check out my shit? So if that's com- if that's Design Hell, I guess Dribble is like Design Purgatory. <laughs> Everybody's oh, just kind of no, nice no, to you, does, but nobody dribble, really says anything that means anything. Dribble is design Bible camp. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I, I would not even give it the title of purgatory. Like anytime anybody does anything that's even remotely considered out of line, they're like ostracized or ganged up on. Even though those are usually the people that are trying to like help and provide like some much needed like feedback on something or like a, a really great insight about a piece of design. If like you're somebody that's not just saying, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Then you're, it's like, there's no use for you. I think that's horrible. Man, Like I'm just going to, we need those. People. I'm going to throw out there. Like I always see so much hate on the dribble comment section of like, this is tight or fuck yeah. Or like cool colors. I don't know. I like those comments. Praise my colors. I'm fucking psyched. <laughs> all, ten, all ten of them. Just bring it on. Someone says that. I'm just like, hell yeah. Like, I'm glad you appreciate my colors. I'm glad you put dope in all caps. I love these emojis. I, I, I only comment on my phone now so I can include the fire emojis. Hell yeah. It's brilliant. I don't. Maybe uh, I should start doing I don't, that. Maybe I'd be a happier person if I did that. Uh, you know, 
That's very possible. Saying, try to have like, a bad day when someone's commenting a million emojis and cool a bunch of times on your dribble shot. Cool Feels work, like, man. It's just like <laughs> the people that complain sometimes, I'm like, I understand that some people want constructive criticism, but like, what if you don't? What if you just want people to tell you it's tight? Like, right. I don't want like 30 people telling me I need to fix you killed it. And I'll be like, hey, thanks, man. I like this comment because I'm too awkward to reply. I like comment. Yeah, I, I never know how to fucking reply to that shit. I have like two reply types. Yeah. It's like, thank you. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Okay, so, so now we've got player emoji in that shit or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to like a compliment. I'm like, cool, appreciate it. So now we're we're down to three design plate. You can go to Behance if you want to discover other young, maybe not talented designers who want to steal your limelight. Go on Twitter if you want to start a fight with a stranger you've only talked to once at a design conference you met two years ago. <laughs> Or go on dribble for the circle jerk. No, no. <laughs> See, I want to. We've got those three. I want to start to post your work on Facebook if you want your parents to kind of comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, throw Facebook in there. So what's Instagram good for? I don't know. Butt pictures. <laughs> Pretty much just butt pictures of cats. If you don't want people to see your stuff for two weeks, you can post it on Instagram. Man. New new Instagram Explore page is a trap too because they pull up photos from like like back a few like a year ago. If you were fifty two weeks deep in someone's feed and accidentally double tapped, it was awkward. But now it's like I'm on the Explore page. It's five a.m. I just woke up. I like could barely see, and I'm accidentally double tapping all this shit from like three years ago because Explore decided I wanted to see it, and I'm like, oh no, like. It wasn't, you know, I almost want to comment, like, it was Explorer's fault, but then it's like, well, I'm going to that. <laughs> that makes sense, you. though. Dude, I got, like, a, a couple rando likes from, like, seriously, it was, like, a like a year and a half back Bad, on some things. And, <laughs> bastard. Way to go. Make, make me feel, like, uncomfortable and, like, I have a stalker. Is, is that how that people way. feel when you like their old posts? Because I, I, I mean, I almost exclusively do that. Is that Yeah, of course. Like, I don't even think twice about it. Like, I, it, does it really make people feel that? Is it really that unnerving? I think so nobody, <laughs> nobody, tell him the truth. <laughs> it makes him so happy. Don't tell him the truth. Think, Let's just go. Think, no, Kevin. No one. Thinks oh my gosh, this is gonna be like the time when I found out that you don't have to like buy five to get like the one dollar deal on yogurt at the grocery store (laughs) it's like if you like a family photo from three years ago it's that's creepy but if you're like scrolling through someone's like design work i don't think it matters but like just don't like the selfie from three years before and and maybe that's what i should have prefaced (laughs) it with like yeah it's it's the personal stuff it's like you're hanging out with your friends, and then the person who likes that picture, like you, they're like in Ukraine somewhere. Like you don't know that person. You're like, why do you just like this picture of me and my pals? That's kind of weird. <laughs> but thank you. The quality photo. And and you always know when it's the person just doing that whole like Instagram marketing shit, like commenting on stuff. Because I'll get like 
I have like a lot of design shit on my recent Instagram, but older, farther back, it's just a bunch of stupid jokes, basically. And there was like a really dumb selfie of me and my girlfriend, like on one of our birthdays from like, had to have been like two years ago. And someone commented, nice work, three flame emojis. I was like, nice work, like for what? Like being alive? <laughs> you really did it. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't even look at this picture, dog. <laughs> oh man, you're such a cynic. <laughs> yeah it's 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 hard to like figure chris you've got like the you've got a good setup right now you have like your design instagram account like your personal instagram account yeah i I noticed it too like business and fuck off (laughs) i i'm i'm way more interested in that fuck off account because i feel like like i'm just like (laughs) <laughs> they're such candid photos man i love them yeah so i'm pretty sure y'all have kind of like got into that little trap too where you know you're building your instagram and you start putting in work and you're like oh i could use this as another way to gain traction and whatnot like maybe i can use this because it, at the end of the day you can market yourself using instagram dribble bands all that jazz as a designer um but yeah hashtag marketing but like at one point I was like, this is bullshit. Why can't I just take city pictures of my friends again? So I just had to make a separate account where I can literally aim to make the worst photographer come out of me and just like take shitty photos of everything. It's uh, extremely liberating. I I feel like I had this exact same conversation with you, Daniel, when we were scarfing down chicken yeah. sandwiches. Like it's like all chicken with this guy. Everything that, every single thing that Kevin has talked about has been about. <laughs> realize that. That's just like how I relate to people. But it's, I hate the fact that I'm like such a slave to so, like social media. Like I, it used to be all fun and games until like people start kind of seeing your stuff and then you you feel like like i used to post like pictures of like burgers and shit on my my instagram you gotta stop curating your shit but i can't i i I can't do it i just i hate it i i tried to get in this pattern to where because i'm i'm right there with you and like i for so long just wanted to like separate the accounts but i'm like no like i've got so much design shit on my current account and I've got way too much embarrassing drunk college photos on my current account. Like I can't do it with those to where I just wanted to do like a pattern where it's like, okay, one personal life photo, one design, one personal life photo, one design, and then just do, do a pattern like that. Like whatever, this is who I am. But I even found that hard to do. Yes, because it's disheartening to see yeah. like a million people like your vectors and then don't give a shit about your personal life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody cares about the real you, Kevin. Yeah, they're like, yeah. They're just like, fuck you, Kevin. Post another vector. And you're just like running on a treadmill dying. <laughs> I, um, um, I posted a picture of my kids like about a month ago. And all the responses were like, you have kids? <laughs> Like they're six and four. Because oh, no. <laughs> just haven't been paying attention. I guess. See what my what my strategy is like because I don't want to delete the old photos because I'm just kind of like I don't know memories. I'm gonna keep those embarrassing weird ass photos there forever. I'll just post design shit now. But my strategy is that if you look at my account, my feed is all business. It's like only design shit, whatever weird art. 
and then my stories are just a shit show. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's me doing it yeah. like nonstop, some strobe lights, some really dumb jokes. Like, yeah, the people following me for like what the design part of it, and then they're exposed to me zooming in too close to food, <laughs> too close to anything. <laughs> I'm just going to take pictures of like shit that I found on the sidewalk. Mm hmm. I think my favorite my favorite Instagram story of all time that I've ever done was I put step back from that ledge my friend playing on my phone and it was like slow motion of my cat jumping over the fence <laughs> and all of the people I feel like I lost followers that day because they were just like I thought I was gonna see some behind the scenes I thought I was design. gonna see some design right yeah no my, <laughs> my creative process is what dumb shit is my cat doing right now and what am I eating. <laughs> you know how much better design Twitter would be if that was more people's design? Uh, nobody wants to see my behind the scenes. It's just me like trying to like draw some rectangles with my greasy ass rotisserie chicken covered fingers. Just crying over paper, yeah. crying in your notebook, throwing it away, getting another one. No, oh, no. Or is that just me? I guess. Yeah, no. That's that's. Everything. I think we have those moments. Yeah. See, I, I've gotten to a point where I just do like snap. I like Snapchat filters and I like the ability to save my Snapchat. So I just post all of my Snapchats to my Instagram story. Never take anything straight from the story. Because um, Snapchat just excels with those dumbass hot dog filters and the like. Man, the hot dog filter is the best. <laughs> It's it won me back to Snapchat. It really did. It won me back. Can you imagine the exact meeting that kind of went on when they came up with the hot dog? Like, and we're going to win back all the followers we lost from uh, Instagram. It's all about that ROI. Yeah, right. I like, I like that. As, How many spins does a hot dog need to do? I like so we can get our followers back. Side note, I like that during this podcast, talking about how people creepily like old photos, Daniel liked a photo from 2013 on my <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's going up a lot. Yeah. Man, that shit was from 2012. Yeah. I'm just, just saying I want to get to know you a little more. Yeah. Yeah. No, Again, my phone vibrates. It's like Daniel Harris liked the photo from 2013. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of like liking things. Venmo is the weirdest shit to like other like <laughs> fucking statuses. Yeah. <laughs> just to kind of go down a list and like every single person's kind of status on there and their the transactions are just the most awkward things. Most, you don't have any context, but you're like, this is tight, sure. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, great. I don't think I've ever written do people write real things on Venmo? Because mine have all been jokes. Yeah, mine are it, exceptionally rough like i think last time we went and ate like brunch or some shit last week and i paid chris and i wrote blood money like if daniel needs to send me money <laughs> i almost ask him just to keep it <laughs> instead of sending it to me on venmo i try to make it as embarrassing as possible because <laughs> i have fa like family will send me money on there sometimes you know if we go out split a bill and then all of a sudden it says like um i don't know what was the last one chicken blood money Something like that. Yeah. Chicken blood lube, maybe. <laughs> oh no. Y'all y'all next level. <laughs> that was and the antidote I know was one. Um, you know. 
Who gives a damn? I mean, I guess your family might, but I don't. No, so. they my mom keeps asking if she can listen to the show and i told her she could but i don't know if she has yet so hey mom if you're if you're there you would would smash the l button yeah Yeah. smash that (laughs) fucking l key that's the best thing about dribble smash the l button (laughs) hit hit that l (laughs) lightly tap it it's just kind of like i if i liked it Man, I would have liked it. And the fact that you just asked me to like it, I'm just so used to not doing what people ask me to do. I'm just not going to do it now. <laughs> I, I think I've been in that situation where just out of spite, like I've actually genuinely liked something on Dribble, but just because like either they write their entire life story or show me all of the many, 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 many places online I can find them <laughs> or like write the whole... Tap L to like my shot. <laughs> I'm like, no, done. You know what? Unfollowed. So. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if anyone's reached this level of savage yet, but like, I've followed specific people for a while and been like, oh man, like really like this dude's stuff or really like this girl's stuff and like be going on. And then at a certain point, they take like a hard right turn to like, I'm famous now and like all their st- you realize like wait this person's actually an asshole and then I'll go back and unlike all their posts and unlike <laughs> 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 I will take 30 minutes out of my day right now to take away as little fame as I can that, that is savage wow. but that's like res- respectable savage I really appreciate that but I'm I way too lazy to that's do that thorough. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> I know how I'm spending my Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, I mean, I, man, no, good. I usually on like on Facebook or something. Like if somebody shares their birthday and I don't care, that's how I know I need to unfriend them or unfriend. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> so that's pretty much the 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 rule right there. But um am, yeah. speaking of birthdays, <laughs> am I a bad person that I don't remember like any of my family members' birthdays? No, like, I, I have the same trouble. No, I actually depend on Facebook to inform me of when my birthdays yeah. are now. Yeah, like I only remember a few. My dad's is like my bank code that I use. Everyone can steal my money now if you figure out who my dad mm-hmm. is or if I even have one. Find <laughs> out. Um, my sister's is Halloween. Definitely going to remember that. Girlfriend's is the 1st of August, which... How would I forget the first date of a month? Um, I obviously remember mine, but past that, like, catch me forgetting your fucking birthday because I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> it's, it's moments like this in these episodes that, like, there's this huge weight of relief that kind of comes off my chest. So I'm like, oh, shit. I'm not a shitty person. Yeah. I, 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 oh, no. Oh, Daniel. Hey, we're, we are both very shitty people. We just apparently had also shitty guests come on. No offense. My uncle DM'd me yesterday, um, like three days ago, maybe on Instagram. And I hadn't talked to him in like a few weeks. And he goes, hey, weird question. Don't laugh at me. I can't remember when your older sister's birthday is. And, like, my younger sister's is on Halloween, so always going to remember that, like I said. And I message him back. I'm like, yo, don't feel bad because, like, I don't fucking remember. Like, so you feel bad. <laughs> and then he messaged me back, and he goes, you dumbass, it's today. <laughs> <And I> was, <laughs> he was, like, testing. 
<laughs> well, like, damn, I thought you were like confiding in me, you fucking set a trap. <laughs> That's entrapment. He could go for go to jail. Yeah, I'm about for to sue my uncle. <laughs> He's got a valid reason, man. That's not that's not unreasonable at all. Yeah. Ugh. So what's the topic of this podcast? <laughs> um tentatively it was branding, which I'm glad that we just kind of like organically made our way into that. Uh just uh that was a trap. Um so I mean there's not like usually a brand like a, a topic evolves. You know, I don't think we really had any like mapped out topic for most of these episodes, they just kind of it bubbles up. We're just hanging out, guys. That's yeah. all it is. We just want an excuse to talk. Yeah. 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 Can we talk about how when we went to Creative South, we all entered Adobe's Creative Jam and we won every award? <laughs> I think that should be worth mentioning. We should probably spend about 45 minutes <laughs> on that alone. That's our. Our award-winning agency uh, that hasn't even had a client yet. <laughs> I had so much FOMO. So sad. We we channeled you. I've oh, never man. been that extra in my life <laughs> until that point. <laughs> uh, that was that was insane. I was like convulsing with laughter. Uh, pretty much the whole time mm -hmm. in that crowd. Oh, yeah. You gotta be kidding me. Were ever... Boats came in and they were like extremely <laughs> polarized. <laughs> yeah. I just sat there. I was just dying in my seat. And I'm like, oh my God. I was sitting there nervous on one of them, like, oh shit, I hope we win. Like, that other one was kind of dope. And then, like, when it came in, it like was malfunctioning because of all the votes. <laughs> <laughs> 10% the votes, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's math. Dude, I, I really, I can't wait for that app to debut, though, because that was a pretty genius idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I would use it. I would use it all the time, honestly. Everyone thought yes. that I was just, like, trying to be funny and make jokes, but, like, real talk, that was, like, my entire life that weekend. Like, I'm in a conversation with you. I don't know how to stop it. If only I could get a phone call right now. <laughs> what was – so what was this app? Um, so basically what it was, it was – Adobe called it a UX contest, which was kind of weird um, because mm -hmm. it was essentially, like, a UI design contest. Um but we had to use Adobe XD, which have never used before, and come up with like a little app idea. So the whole weekend I was there, I would get into this, get into conversations, like a lot of which I enjoyed, but then some of them, it was with people I didn't know. I'm kind of like an awkward dude. So I like didn't really know how to end the conversation. Like it sort of just trail <laughs> off and like run away or like pretend I saw <laughs> something cool and be like, oh shit, I got to go over there and like run away or something stare at my phone, whatever. So I thought about it. I was like, if only there was an app that I could like hit like the panic button or even just schedule like a call every 10 minutes. So I have an excuse to like leave. And so I made that. <laughs> and we called it, uh, we called it ghosted. Cause basically like you'd be sitting in a conversation. If you set it up, you'd get a call. It could be from like your boss, family member, whatever. Um, it was super dumb, but also great because we named our team uh, UX Gun Give It To You. <laughs> you guys would have won based on the name alone. Yeah. People were barking at us after we left. 
Like I would walk past the table of designers and they'd be barking because like exhibit or uh, not. Fuck, I just uh-huh. fucked it all up. DMX. Just <laughs> showing my uh, street cred. You can edit that out. I, I knew the rapper. <laughs> I knew the joke of my own joke. <laughs> Um, the funny thing is after y'all like told me about the idea of the app like a very vivid memory came into my mind like of when i would have used this i think i was like uh this was in pittsburgh i was waiting at the airport with like i had just come home from winter break and i was waiting for the bus to take me back to campus and (laughs) this 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 chinese woman walks up to me um and i like can sort of speak Chinese. I have good and bad days, but I have to be ready for it. And I wasn't ready in this case. Like I had my headphones in, I was listening to like Eminem or something. And, and she taps me on the shoulder and she like says something to me in Chinese. And I just like, couldn't process it at the time. So I just, without saying anything, I just left. I, I went, I, I went to the bathroom and like pretended to take like a 20 minute shit. <laughs> just to make sure that she wasn't there when I got back. Oh, no. <laughs> and I like really desperately needed like an easy way to like get out of that conversation. And like, I think that's happened to me, not that exact situation, but like it's happened to me like, like situations like that have happened to me like ever since then as well. Man. <laughs> I just love starting conversations and like meeting people, but then when it comes to the point where I'm like, well, I ran out of shit to talk about. Like, what do I talk about now? I'll just be like, you ever ridden a train? It's loud, right? <laughs> like, like where's this conversation going? I ran out of shit. Yeah. It's, uh, it's my life story. Mm-hmm. I want to steal that one, that train. So, uh, I'm stealing that. We're ridden on a train? <laughs> and then, like, there's like some sexual innuendo attached to that so then the other person's just genuinely creeped <laughs> do you just leave do after you? you say it's loud like is is that what you do <laughs> this is just the modern equivalent of like so are those your skis <laughs> <laughs> both of them huh I just imagine that lady Kevin coming up to you and like trying to talk and you just stare at her for a second, <laughs> like not saying anything. It goes on for like two minutes and it's just, and then you'd walk I gave away. her maybe like 10 seconds before I like grabbed my bag and just nice. like dashed to the bathroom. She's like probably trying to like <laughs> ask you to get her EpiPen out of her purse or something. <laughs> like, or lost, and you're like, oh no, I need to take a <laughs> 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 That woman's family never saw her again. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I wanted to have, like, I felt like I had good intentions. I just wasn't ready to execute on them. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, things happen. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant app. It'll happen eventually. Yeah. It'll happen well, eventually. We all need to get Got around to making it. We're just going to save a lot of people from awkward situations, basically. God, just, then we'll all be like even more alienated behind screens than we already are. <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, my whole goal of that entire app though wasn't even like I think y'all know Tommy. I mean, Zach doesn't know Tommy, but he's he's a good friend of ours, <laughs> and uh, we can talk more about Tommy later. But basically, I think you mean Tommy doesn't know Zach. Yeah. Yes. Hey, his loss. <laughs> But uh, 
he was mad because my whole plan the entire time was that I didn't really want to talk on stage either. So I was like, if I made this app, <laughs> I could use the app as a joke to leave the stage. So I never have to talk in front of a crowd. Um, so basically we reverse engineered an app because I didn't want to talk on stage. <laughs> so it starts off like, uh, Tommy's, I mean, half of you were there, but, uh, Tommy's given his kind of synopsis of why we did it. He sounds really like intellectual about it, why we made all our decisions, you know, in these three hours of planning or whatever. And then he hands it to me. He's like, Devin, you know, I'm a hand to Devin. He's going to talk a little more about the design. And then my phone rings and I leave. <laughs> when we, get the award, we get the award or whatever the first award and i go up and they want us to give a speech and tommy hands me the mic and my phone rings and i walk off the stage <laughs> and then i did it a third time when we won the second award and i successfully never had to say anything and it was a great time i think that's a hell of a proof of concept right there. yeah get that vc yeah. money yeah right? <laughs> i mean i'm in san francisco now pretty you much everyone is a vc <laughs> Who isn't a VC in San Francisco, you know? I feel like every Uber driver here has a startup. <laughs> Man, this is a random, completely random, but like a while ago when me and Chris came here for like another project we were working on, um, we went to like a really classy party somewhere in San Francisco for like a launch of it. <laughs> and both of us kind of looked like shit because we had been like working Damn, on this like day and night, like. <laughs> Florida, like everyone looks like shit in Florida compared Whoa. to people here, basically. Um, I'm just saying, it's not that everyone in Florida looks like shit. It's that everyone, no matter who you see in like this city, is wearing a T-shirt that's $400. And I'm like, I don't even call it my clothes wouldn't amount to that. But anyway, we go into this party and we're kind of like at first, like a little embarrassed, like, fuck, we are like very not prepared for this. And then we started noticing that like a lot of people wanted to talk to us and then immediately didn't want to once they found out who we were. And after like a few conversations, we were like, oh, wait a second. Like they think that we're like Mark Zuckerberg's because we look like shit and we're wearing hoodies. But really, we actually just are pieces of shit. <laughs> we have no you accidentally we literally got approached by at least like four or five people and they were like, People from BC firms or like heads of some companies and departments and whatnot. And we're like, yeah, this design shit. And then they yeah. looked us up and down and they're like, oh, yeah. And they just fucking bounced. They were like, why are y'all here? And Chris is like, we designed the marketing site for this app. And they were like, oh, cool. And then they walked away. <laughs> Savage, man. Oh my God. So you Makes guys sense. accidentally cosplayed the first scene of Silicon Valley. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that show is like, I don't think it's far-fetched at all. Like, I don't think they even have to, like, tr try to write that show. It's also true. It's so true. Though I would like to have, like, a Bachman. No, I'd like to have a Guilfoyle in my life. Though I'm afraid I might already be Guilfoyle. I think you are. So, you might actually be your own Guilfoyle. I just realized that. I need to find another one to balance me out. I always wanted a Guilfoyle in my but life. Wouldn't that be you? more like, <laughs> of a Guilfoyle-ier Guilfoyle? <laughs> if there ever could be such a thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we have to... Uh, no. 
can't wait to get out there and uh, meet up with you guys. I really just want to like be there and not leave. Um, Dude, it's actually pretty cool. I haven't sweat in like two months. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> Must be nice. I actually don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, weather is weird here, man. Because like the juxtaposition of like when I lived in Florida, every Fourth of July, I'd be like, "Why is it rain on Fourth of July every year? Like, why don't they move it to a different day? It rains every year on Fourth of July. Like, what?" dumbasses like why they plan it around the rainiest day because i was in florida it rains all the time and then the first fourth of july i've ever been out of the city of orlando i'm like in sf it's not raining we're in a park everything's tight we're like drinking beer and hanging out i'm like damn fourth of july it was cool and i go and look at my friend's instagram stories it's like first half of the day they have the weather stamp and it says 90 degrees they're in kiddie pools having fun i was like oh how cool and then the next scene is it's literally hailing. And they're filming hail. Like, how the hell did this happen? And then, like, two hours later, it's, like, sunny again, and they're in the kiddie pool. And I was like, holy shit. That's some volatile weather. Mm-hmm. God damn. There's no seasons well, yeah. here. So it's always, like, between 75 and 85. So. Yeah. Must be nice. perpetually fall. In Feels pretty day. good. Man, I'm just gonna sell all my shit and buy that van, head out there. Yeah, just I mean, stack the baggage and go. See, just get those three cats. Actually, I'm gonna act, quote unquote, accidentally lose one of them. I'm just gonna leave the door open. <laughs> she, she, she belongs to the world now. See, you don't have uh, to, though, because I found out that apparently it's very normal here to get one of them listed as an emotional support animal. So you don't have to tell them. That's like something that's common since they have such like furious pet rules here. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Really? That's a thing. Yeah, my cat's actually a stress ball. I just squeeze her uncontrollably anytime I'm having a bad day. It's not abuse. It's therapy. That's what I got to use the thing for. <laughs> Sounds legit. Yeah, creatures are the bane of my existence sometimes. Um, well, damn, guys. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we're going to be seeing tons of stuff coming out of you over the next few months. You're all, like, eerily, like, relatively, like, all within, like, the same few weeks of each other, like, starting at your new gigs, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. You planned that, didn't you? Out with it. You know you did. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know did we actually that's it's, it's crazy that that just like yeah. happened um, I was waiting for his phone to ring and <laughs> just same <walk> away. <laughs> it was all pretty random yeah. it was super weird how random it was it was like Kevin told us he was leaving and then like a few weeks later Chris was like yo I'm leaving and then a few weeks later I'm like yo guess what I'm coming with y'all <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I was just gonna say, in another universe, we we probably like just barely missed being all in New York. <laughs> For oh, real, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like as soon as I moved here, like the people that I did know, like designer friends and like like everybody, kind of moved within like the first five months. I'm like, this is a this is a sign. It's an omen. Um. 
I like like I dig New York. Don't get me wrong. I really like it. Um, I like New York because I found upstate New York <laughs> to like balance out the city, you know. Um, and plus, it's not like miserable Atlanta heat. Uh, sorry, Zach. It's okay. I it took me an extra forty minutes to get home today because the highway four hundred flooded. So oh, that's what? fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sounds like an Atlanta thing. I um, I miss New York a lot, honestly. To be like, uh, the rotisserie chickens are only two dollars after six p.m. <laughs> I don't even know how they make money oh, off. Man. it. about Kevin's justification for any kind of design knowledge, any reason to move, or any philosophy in life is just focused on food. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Or Super Smash. Yeah. yeah, that's like how I make sense of the world. That's probably why I'm so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll never forget when we went to visit Kevin, like me and Chris fucking oh, went here to visit Kevin. And he's telling us about his, he's like, yeah, man, like, because he always used to drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee in, in Orlando. And like, he was used <laughs> to that kind of coffee. And then New York, it's like hip. So there's cold brew like fucking everywhere. And he's telling us, like, yeah, man, like, it's weird. I drink the iced coffee here, and I just get these, like, wicked headaches and, like, kind of feel a little jittery. And I'm like, you don't realize that you're drinking cold brew, and it's got, like, 15 times the caffeine in it? Yeah, no. (laughs) New York coffee changed my life. (laughs) Man. It's, like, it's a drug. I, I recently discovered that, like, if I only have one coffee just in the morning then I have, like, good days where I'm not irritable. I'm, like, clear-headed. I'm, like, I'm I'm happy, generally. Uh, it's crazy, but, like, once you go over that two-threshold, because the caffeine content is so fucking high, uh, you go over two and, like, all these symptoms from, like, caffeine overdose, which is a thing. If you, like, go over 400 milligrams of caffeine a day, you, like, get into this danger zone of caffeine and... <coughs> messes with you well, have you actually done like the opposite where you try to go through a caffeine withdrawal like uh it, no. literally the worst so never on purpose oh my gosh so i think a year ago i had this great idea and i was kind of like chugging coffee left and right it was like three or four cups a day maybe even five and i was like you know what's a good idea i'm gonna go cold turkey it's gonna be great I'm going to go do this fucking detox of this caffeine. I'm going to reset. And um, literally the second day of doing that, I just like all of the withdrawal symptoms came out. It was literally like a drug where I just was shaking, couldn't get out of bed, and had the flu. I think you remember that shit, Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was like a shit show. Yeah, I remember that. And then, and then you convinced me not to do it. You were like, yo, you should stop drinking caffeine. And then I remember one day... Dude, you were the fucking angriest kid for like a month. I was so mad. And then, like, one day my project manager was just like, can you drink a fucking latte? Like, what is going on? And I'm just like, I'm not that bougie. I'm not... I could drink anything, but I'm not gonna because this is for my health. Like, my friend told me I'm gonna die if I keep drinking coffee. And then I remember one of them went downstairs and just, like, brought me a coffee. And they're like, drink this. You're such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they'd assign me a task and i'd be like yelling like a- immediately 
I wonder when Starbucks is going to get to a point where, much like cigarettes, there's like a Surgeon General's warning on the side, like where Starbucks is required to like, you know, design some sort of label that informs you of how much of an asshole you can be with too much coffee or how much of an asshole you can be if you just stop coffee altogether. I think that would be a successful marketing campaign for them. It'd be real. Coffee patch? Do they sell coffee patches? Yeah, I could use one. Probably. You're in SF. They have to have coffee patches. If they sell them anywhere, you're in that city. (laughs) The only thing is the future here. It's weird. Like, I ordered a pizza yesterday, and it showed up to my door in 15 minutes, and it was half-baked, and I had, like, put it in my oven to, like, crisp it. But it was crazy. They gave me, it was like a shoddy Uber app it directed me to, so I could, like, see the car. But the car was like a non-transparent PNG, so I still saw the white. But it was still like the most future pizza I'd ever ordered. Like, I was about I was going to ask you like what the most San Francisco thing you've experienced was since moving there. But that sounds that sounds like it could be it. We the only thing that would make it better is that there was broccoli or oh yeah, the, dude. The most San Francisco one thing is fucking. Being able to sign up for a weed card like, <laughs> and receive legal weed within 30 minutes of deciding, you know what would be tight? Having weed. Yeah. And See? then, like, <laughs> I fucking go online, and then I go to this um, this app, and I install it, and I, like, answer these symptom problems. Yeah, I have anxiety, ADHD, um, I don't know, like, carpal tunnel, whatever the fuck. And then... <laughs> Go ahead, and I get, like, signed up, and then they fucking do this FaceTime with this doctor, and, like, it's the most generic doctor name ever. His name's, like, Dr. Donald Donovan. And I'm like, that is a fake act. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You were talking to a hologram. Yeah, it might have been a hologram. But, like, yeah, so it was, like, a five-minute conversation. Devin smoked uh, <laughs> spoke to the same dude. I spoke like, to the same yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And he literally asked the same question. He was like, So, um, you know what it is for, right? I was like, Okay, yeah. He was like, All right, just don't drive and don't operate heavy machinery and have a good time. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, Is that it? And the dude to me when he was like, Do you know what you like? And I was like, I mean, I've been smoking weed my entire life, but actually, no, I don't. And he goes, yeah, well, there's a lot of choices. And I was like, all right, <laughs> don't operate heavy machinery, like, same shit, and they hung up. Yeah, and then, like, five minutes later, <laughs> I go on a website, I order weed, and then they have the same, like, type of delivery kind of process as Papa John's, where it's, like, your package is being, like, mm-hmm. no. your weed is being plucked out of the fucking cabinet or some shit. And then, like, fucking ten minutes later, a dude shows up in a car, and like gives me a bag of weed and I'm like this was a little too easy yeah <laughs> coincidentally it was the same guy who brought the pizza earlier yeah and it's weird too and honestly it's funny because the weed app is more tech than the pizza app like <laughs> but what's weird about it is that like and I never really expected this coming here it, it took something out of it for me because there's yeah. something to like the success of like 
scoring weed. Yeah, being like, oh, I like I hit up my friend and it, he's not here right now, or he's out, or and it takes like fucking like, like it four used to hours. be a fucking adventure. Yeah, and by the time you get home and you have your bag of weed and you and you roll your joint, I can't believe I'm talking about weed live on the internet, but you know, here we are. Um, and and then at that point you roll the joint and you're like fuck yeah I worked really hard to get this joint <laughs> yeah and now it's just like you're sitting on the couch and you're like you know what I want fucking not only weed but like five pre-rolled joints in a oil pressed package that's fucking beautiful and <laughs> they just <laughs> they just show up and you're just like damn well now I don't even need to roll it I slide open this high tech silver carton and here it is this fucking era of like instant gratification yeah it's weird too because like I could it used to be like whatever weed my friend had is like the weed I had and now it's like this weed is whack I'm gonna buy another one and it just has like five minute ETA and dude shows back up <laughs> <laughs> And I just end up with like a bunch of packs of pre-rolled joints and I'm like, well, which one do I smoke now? Like, and even past that, it's like, it's not the same weed as Florida. Like even when your friend would be like, yo, I have Cali weed. They were lying because here it's like, here I would smoke like four joints and be like, fine. Like I was just like, good to go. Like not even phased. And then here it's like, I take one hit. And I'm like in space. Like, <laughs> like Lindsay hands me my computer, like, yo, can you like look up this restaurant? I'm like, what are these glowing peas? Like, where am I? I can just imagine, okay, so that happens. And the next day you just wake up and be like, Mark was lying. <laughs> yeah. That's how like 99% of like my contribution to design Twitter happens now is like I ordered design weed and then i ended up on twitter somehow and i'm like tweeting some like existential bullshit <laughs> the first four times i did it they showed up it was like a dude or a girl in a t-shirt branded with the company um with a hat normally they're in like a nice car it was like really official and then the brian wow. steely did the logo yo he actually did do some artwork for that me and Chris both owned and we were like, damn it, we bought it too soon. But yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> fifth time the dude showed up, I remember like I walk up to the car that was like the guy and it's just this dude with like sweatpants covered in tattoos, like no shirt. And I walked away real quick because I was like, there's no way that's a dude because he wasn't exactly in front of my house. I was like, I just walked up to some random dude's car. <laughs> and then I called the guy who just called me and he's like, Yo, man, I'm, like, in the car. You just walked up to me. Like, that was really weird. Like, that. <laughs> he was just like, here's your shit. And, like, threw me, like, not even the branded bag I usually get, but, like, some plastic bag that I didn't realize existed in San Francisco because nowhere has plastic bags. And I was like, that was weird. Felt like my middle school weed dealer, like, all over again. Man, they're trying to, like, tap into that nostalgic feel yeah, for all the out-of-towners. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it a Thursday? They're like, we need to make this more realistic. Let's yeah, uh yeah. let's hire some middle school drug dealers. <laughs> Man. Well you could live here though, you know. I have like a parking spot at my house, you could just live there with your three cats. <laughs> Man, that's I just gotta like rent the U Haul and put like an AC unit in it and I'm done. <laughs> I'm I'm good to go. I don't know, I'm pretty spontaneous. Like, I can't get ideas like that in my head or I'll act on them uh, with, 
with a crazy amount of speed. <laughs> <laughs> so like right now. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm, I'm I'm looking up Airbnbs at this very moment. From design to weed, like it's the it's the best episode. It's a natural transition, to be honest. I mean, what it really is what is design to pizza to weed? Don't forget that vital step. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, though, on the subject of you moving here, if you move to a new city, but you convince all of your friends to move, did you really ever move? Hmm. Ooh. Whoa. That's a thought. Whoa. Yeah, really. That's, that's deep. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's a gradient of subject matter. Oh, you fucker. Wide range. Wait. Real quick. Speaking of branding, since this is the title of the episode, um, weed branding in San Francisco is so good. <laughs> well, yeah, you have like Steely doing shit now for it. So. Yeah. Like I always pictured like that it would be like a head shop from the 90s, like all over the place. And I would swoop in with the only design knowledge and I would combine it to make like the best branding. And I'm ordering shit off the Internet that I'm like. They are so much better than me. Like I could never make this. <laughs> yeah, I've I've like seen shots of people posting things on like Dribble or Behance that are. And at first, I thought it was just like concept work. Like, oh, it'd be cool if you know this was real weed. And then it turns out like they're actually doing branding for a for a weed company. Is that what's like the what's the a dispensary? There you go. How many felt black light posters did you own as a kid, uh, Daniel? I surprisingly, only had one. Uh, it, it was of a wizard with a dragon. I think there are only like three black light posters out there. There's the there's the dragon and wizard. There's like the the mushroom <laughs> patch, and then the unicorn fairy. Yeah, the unicorn with like the fairy on it. That's mm-hmm. those are the only three that have ever existed. And if you tell me otherwise, then you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> I never had that, but they had the Looney Tune crisscross extra triple large t shirt. Crisscross? What? You remember the band Crisscross? Yeah. Ah, crisscross yeah. jump. But it was uh, Taz, Bugs Bunny, and Tweety Bird wearing their pants backwards and their hats all to the side because they're hard. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those being sold at like all kiosks and everything. <laughs> yeah, especially in like South Florida, you would have to go to like a shady ass mall and then like this random kiosk would have all of these Looney Tunes except like really, really like fucked up and like triple XL t-shirts and everything. And the oh, dude's got a heat press. Yeah. He'll make it for you in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. Bugs Bunny smoking a fucking joint. Yeah, really, what yeah was I'm it? gonna rock this so much. It was easier. called like Tokimon. There was that. <laughs> no, <laughs> now, now, mine didn't have these. Were okay, so I might be a little older than you guys because <laughs> these were official licensed Warner Brother T-shirts. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh. No joke. Oh. The '90s were a weird, dark time for everything. Because I think I wore those with my Jinkos. Man, I can't wait for Jinkos to come back. Man, I feel like they're yeah. the only the only jeans that can fit my calves. 
speaking of brands that really stay consistent, Jinkos. Right? My cat. Hold on. Jinkos branding? Yeah, Jinko has a timeless brand. Yeah. That is a brand that everyone can remember off top of mind. Yeah. Little J with a crown on it. Transcended generations. Right, that one's never so Jason Jason Craig, I think to this day still wears like a Jinko shirt. Um on a I don't know if it's a regular basis, but dude still has a Jinko shirt and that's pretty fucking awesome. Crown and everything. It looks like all like uh what do you call it, airbrushed. Um He's also the only dude that can pull it off still. It's true, no, he is. Anybody else it just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Limp Bizkit has well, a timeless brand. <laughs> Jesus also, also, $3 bill, y'all. <laughs> $3 bill, y'all. Oh, Man. hot dog flavored water. God, that's... Are we going to name all their albums now? We have a... Golden Cobra. Insignificant Other. Oh, no. <laughs> ah. When Golden Cobra uh, came out, I still worked at a vegan restaurant. We were doing like a deep clean, and our boss just thought... It was hilarious that he even made another album. So we listened to it on repeat like four times while doing this deep clean. It's the best time of my life. <laughs> God, it, they still hold up. Like I, I, I think I still know every word to every song on Three Dollar Bill Go, and it's maybe been ten years since I've listened to that album. I would test myself. I'm just in karaoke. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, think about it, though. Like, jokes aside, Fred Durst, like, he has stuck with his brand. He wears that fitted hats, like, went in and out of style, like, 15 times since he started wearing that backwards fitted hat. He's still got it on, man. Dude's never taken it off. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a skull. He's still wearing it to this day. I think he is. Like, who knows if that dude even has any skull underneath that hat. That might just be part of it. That's a guy who knows himself. Yeah. That's a brand at last. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> this picture y'all sent. <laughs> Are these gonna go in the show notes? <laughs> oh definitely. So we've found just a picture of a, a, a gaggle of dudes wearing their their Jinko jeans. And apparently there was a there's some journalist who wore Jinkos for seven days straight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, recently. like on a Vice magazine. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just posted that. It's uh, <laughs> that's bold. Uh, it's edgy. It's a really bold. Yo, movie. Kevin, when's your birthday? <laughs> it's uh, it's coming up. Yeah, you're, got in, you, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're in the fashion now. We might as well hook you up with some sweet ass Jinkos, bro. Man. I got you, dude. I wanna. I just wanna free my calves. They ever were three year calves. They and carry a two liter soda at the same time. They fit you like real pants, though. It wouldn't even look awkward. They yeah, yeah. Like real... they just be like <laughs> not normal <laughs> pants, but normal people. <laughs> oh, the struggle. I mean, like when I was young, I don't know if y'all ever skateboarded, but there was a pair of shoes called like Osiris D threes. And, like, those combined with, like, Jinko jeans, like, all my friends had that shit. I always wanted both of them. My mom, like, we didn't have, like, a ton of money when I was younger. So she was always like, fuck you, Devin. You're not getting this bullshit. 
Um, and back then I like hated her. I was like, why can't I have these things that everyone has? And then in hindsight, I'm like, I'm so glad that you never let me have this dumbass shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was a good mom. Yeah, you didn't even know. She, your mom had some foresight, dude. Yeah. Like D3s were these like massive shoes. They were like from space. And then like, if you think about Jinko jeans, they're also from space. And I couldn't have either of them. <laughs> and I was accidentally like cool in the future. I could have been still wearing Osiris D3s to this day. Gosh, I'm sure there are many, many people out there still do. There's probably still people wearing Jinkos. Do you think? Yeah, probably. Maybe like, like mall goths? I think, yeah, uh, those still exist. There's definitely a subculture and a revivalist subculture of that subculture. It's probably mm-hmm. at least 100,000 people wearing Jinkos. <laughs> right now. Yeah, right now. If, if anybody out there listening to this episode is currently wearing a pair of Jinkos or owns a pair of Jinkos in their wardrobe, just take a picture, send it to us, and we will shower you in, well, not a whole lot, but you'll Hell, get a I'll send them a pen. I'll send them a free pen. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We could all homo them some awkward shit. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's the plan. So there you go, guys. Put some weird ass emojis in the Venmo. But you have to have a picture of you wearing them to get any. You also have to have like a newspaper <laughs> proving that it's t- today. You have and you have to go find a newspaper somewhere. Yeah. And I need still- to see a banana near the heel of the the bottom of the pant <laughs> to see just how wide the legs are. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Banana for scale, please. I just want Jinko to rebrand in like all Helvetica. <laughs> all Avenue. Dude, that's that's like a that's a dribble shot. Yeah, no article. rebrands like that. Can we can we make this a thing? Can that be the playoff of the century where we rebrand Fred Durst and Jinko and all of the most timeless brands? <laughs> yes. Please. Yes. Massimo yes. Vignelli rebranded Jinko. What would it look like? <laughs> Medium article I'd read. <laughs> hey, this is designed like at yeah. its finest. I think I'm going to start We're tackling the true problems, not this Brady <laughs> bullshit. We're not talking shit about like black sweat shirts or whatever yeah. the fuck. This is rebranding timeless brands like Jinko and bringing them into this new generation. Yeah. Yeah. I think I keep. I think I keep their brand exactly the same. I would just spell Jinko differently. Jinko <laughs> 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 rebrand contest. Yeah, that would be the best. We Loser keep everything. I did. There's a tattoo on their neck. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! <laughs> no, I. I, I'll do. I think we need to do a contest, like for real. Um, I don't want to pick a best winner, but maybe the first person to some. I don't know. How do we pick one? <laughs> like the I, okay, we'll do this. Get your Jinko rebrand together. Um, <laughs> post it on Dribble, Behance, Instagram, wherever you want to post it. I don't care. Kevin, Devin, and Chris will pick a winner, <laughs> and. Um, First place will get 
I've I've got an actual prize. I will give the winner, the first place winner that Kevin Devin and Chris Baker, the Jinko rebranding, a copy of Font Self. It's a program that you put it's like a plug in for Illustrator or Photoshop where you can make your own font. They just added like kerning and whatnot. I'll give you a free copy of that. I'm gonna submit. Damn, stakes is high. Damn. Yeah. Can can the consolation prize, like if you lose, we put you on blast on design Twitter? <laughs> like me specifically or like no anyone. Oh the losers. That's, yeah. how, that's how you lose. You get roasted by design Twitter. Yeah, you get a bunch <laughs> of subtweets your direction. Yeah. Like, I think I actually know it's if it's about you, but you'll feel like it's about you. Yeah. It'll be like the yeah. matrix. Just this passive aggressive tweet. Just subtweets. Yeah. A lot of subtweets. No names. Yeah, we That's sad. But the first yeah. whoever so people submit it. You guys pick a winner. They get a copy of Font Self. Awesome. Good. 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 I can't wait to see this rebrand. Yeah, who's the real winner though? The the person who gets a copy of Font Self or the person who gets roasted? Um, Definitely roasted. <laughs> if you think about it, Kanye became famous like for the fifth time by getting roasted on hip hop Twitter. So, I mean, it could just be famous after this. That's true. Go. We could launch somebody into stardom. Yeah, it's on tweet, so it's, uh, it's everybody is famous. Yeah, you're right. And no one's famous at the same time. <laughs> Speaking again of design Twitter, I accidentally decided to share with people the fact that I don't like sparkling water this week. Yeah. And, what a oh. piece of trash you are why would you even admit that publicly? It's, it's, it's gross it's not good it's like old it's like what happens when you go to like a restaurant and you go to a soda fountain and the syrup is gone yeah. so, like when you struck but then gold. somebody took old fruit and put that in that gross water and that's what you guys Yo, are I drinking will totally admit I have no idea where this LaCroix shit came from it like came out of nowhere. It just started popping up in my agency fridge. And I'm like, all right, I guess this is my new life. <laughs> Tugging this sparkled water, which is lightly carbonated. And here I am. Regular water was all right for a minute, but yeah, the sparkling skin. <laughs> it's got, if it doesn't sparkle, it ain't water. Yeah. 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 That's what my grandpa said. I don't think his. I enjoy LaCroix. I just drink it. <laughs> like, is that the trick? Like nobody actually nobody likes, likes it. You guys are likes it. Well, I, think, I think they just drink it. I think what happened was we all drank soda because like soda's tight. It's like on water, and then I still drink soda. Yeah, <laughs> drink soda. Then, yeah. Was, I guess me specifically. I got to a certain <laughs> age, like damn, probably shouldn't be downing soda and energy drinks all the time. And after like my ninth glass of water a day, I'm like, damn, this shit is boring. If I could just throw some fizz in this shit, oh fuck, LaCroix exists, and there I am. There's like but it's the nicotine LaCroix. patch of sodas. Yeah. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> water is. Very true. Uh, I I invented a, a scale because there's so many different uh seltzers out there, like um what is it? Uh, Perrier, for instance, it's slightly carbonated, so you're not going to get like as much carbonation as you do from a Lacroix, but you're not going to get anywhere near as much carbonation as you get from like a Kroger brand 
seltzer water. So there's, there's a very specific scale. It's called the BPB scale that I invented. It's <laughs> very illustrated this and posted it anywhere. Bubble per bud. It's unpublished. It's, it, Holy shit. Bubble per bud. It's a, it's a BPP scale. So like uh, Perrier or no regular water is a, is a zero and Kroger, <laughs> Kroger brand seltzer water is a 30. So, <laughs> You've got you've got everything in between. Lacroix scores like a twenty-two, but it depends because Pomplemousse, I swear to you, has like a lower BPB than say like unflavored Lacroix. I don't know if like the flavoring like takes away some of the carbonation. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you're right though, because like Lindsay grabs the plain one because she just likes like the regular <laughs> seltzer sometimes. And if you pop it open, it's like destroying your mouth. It's so carbonated. Because you put like a pomplamoose or whatever, and you're good. Yeah, uh, it's it's like a little more subtle. It's telling you, man. I haven't curated my sparkling waters yet. <laughs> you haven't lived. During the last hurricane in Florida, my fondest memory of Florida, because um, and and now I've swapped out hurricanes for earthquakes that I also am not sure if they exist yet, but can. People also advise us on earthquake insurance because we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, I figured if an earthquake happens, I just die, and like, <laughs> you know, we all move on from that instance. But I actually don't know what happens if we I survive this earthquake. Yeah, what happens to my shit. And what the reason we even bring that up is really because like hurricanes in Florida. Anytime I come out here, they're like, "Yo, y'all die all the time, right?" And I'm like, "Actually, no. The hurricane comes. I walk to the corner store. I grab a Perrier. I drank it during the hurricane as I walked home, and I felt like fancy as fuck, post-apocalyptic myself in Florida." Yeah, there's like downed wires everywhere. There's floodwaters. There's yeah. like leaves and trees and branches scattered everywhere, and we're just chilling. It's like, what's up? Corner store is still open, so. Yeah, the fact that I was able to walk to a corner store that was actually open during a hurricane, buy a Perrier, drink it in the rain was crazy to me. But that's why when I came out here and they were like, yo, you should get earthquake insurance. I'm like, but should I? Like, do y'all actually get earthquakes or is it like hurricanes in Florida that like are always there but not really? Like, do you always just get drunk during the earthquake like we do during the hurricane or is it too quick for that? Yeah, like the hurricane party phenomena. Yeah. Man, that sounds like I've never been involved in a hurricane, but it sounds like you guys are at a party, you know, using Mother Nature, wielding that to your to your Well like if you want to bring it back full circle for the tenth time, um what always <laughs> would happen and this happened to me in the last one is that this was kind of like my first large hurricane where I didn't live with my parents or like a lot of roommates. So girlfriend is like, you know, let's, let's go to the store. Let's stock up like, you know, whatever. So she buys like a bunch of different food, snacks, whatever. They ran out of water. So she buys like 12 large bottles of San Pellegrino. I'm like, we'd be the douchebags with the power out drinking warm San Pellegrino. Um, and, and before the hurricane even hits, I smoked a little too much weed and I ate like 90% of the snacks. And she was like, if we run out of power, you ate everything in the first like two hours. And the hurricane hasn't even gotten here. 
And I'm sitting there just like, but we never have snacks like this in the house. She's like, yeah, well, I'm stocking up in case we're going to die. And you're just like eating it all. But, you know, so is life in Florida, you know. Right. <laughs> oh, she's over. God. Well, damn. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen to y'all. <laughs> Uh, what kind of natural disasters happen in Georgia and New York? I remember we got tornadoes in Georgia. Either. Yeah, we we have tornadoes, but that just usually ends up being like hiding in the basement of your office building for like ten minutes until the sirens stop going. Pretty off. much, only natural disaster that I've uh, witnessed in New York so far is just the hot garbage smell that <laughs> uh-huh. is everywhere on particularly hot days. <laughs> you just can't go outside. Yeah, that's, that's it. Um, in a similar point, San Francisco has been quite the city to get used to smell-wise. Yeah. Um, it's been a simultaneous mix of weed, always a hint of that, piss and shit. Yeah. <laughs> always urine especially the stop that i get off of for oh, no. it's like urine and weed like non-stop like you're never sure which sometimes it's the same smell and you yeah. might not even and know olfactory <laughs> like what the fuck i don't know how to process this stuff right now because mm-hmm. you don't know whether to be disgusted because you're smelling piss or delighted that you're smelling weed in the air yeah so you're just having this awkward look on your face like Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that Mac Dre song where he's just like talking about smelling piss and you thought it was about like some kind of hip thing you weren't sure about? He was actually talking about smelling piss, I think. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard, uh, I've heard there's a little bit of a, yeah, shit smell in San Francisco a little bit, which doesn't. I wouldn't think that there would be. Like, I just envision San Francisco as this pristine paradise. It's uh, quite the opposite. Everybody, <laughs> man. Everybody, peace. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, no, honestly, like, when I contracted out here a couple months ago, like, in February or March, um, I was in a hotel around a civic center and I just had to walk to work like every day for like three weeks or so. And literally the second week of uh, being in San Francisco, I just stepped in human shit. And I'm like, uh. I've christened by the city, bless your hearts. And this is what I should expect from y'all. Mm-hmm. So just awareness that like, I don't know, does New York has a similar um, aesthetic? People just, like, taking a dump on the streets or... You know, so, I haven't seen shit yet, but I will tell you, <laughs> at least once a week, I see, I shit you not, <laughs> a, a dead bird missing its head. Once, what? very often, I don't know if it's just, like, rats eating the heads or cats or if it's some kind of, like gang thing i have no idea but i always see birds with without their heads um that's but freaky i'll start taking pictures yeah i'll actually take the human shit over the beheaded pigeon any day so well on that note i think it's about time we (laughs) (laughs) um 
I guess the moral of today would be, what do you think? Like, let people like what they like <laughs> and fuck off. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty good moral. Great. You, should, you should drink LaCroix. Yeah, you should yeah. definitely drink LaCroix. If you want to grade eight your drinkos while smoking weed and drinking LaCroix, I mean, more power, power to you, right? Would it, you have to determine the BPB of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of BPB, I might, and speaking of shit, I might re- repurpose your BPB scale to, to describe how bad of a shit I'm having with 30 still being the Kroger brand seltzer water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Damn. <laughs> Tell me, man, that Kroger's crown jewel. These are the you want to see, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of life lessons here. Oh, and we're right back at the beginning. That was awesome. Oh. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. this is a this is a layered episode. Yeah. This will be mine and Chris's first and last podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> you, you say that. You say that, and then part two comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Jinkos will oh, be no. in fashion by then. Yes. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll at least be rebranded. I mean, twenty thirty three. I'm sure. No, <laughs> I just I want that endorsement from Jinkos. Um, we'll probably have you guys back on in a week, next episode or the week after that, just to announce who you think won that contest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. With our maybe one submission. Uh, um, well, shit, guys. Hopefully, I see you dudes by the end of the year. I mean, surely, surely, yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll be yeah. fun. I'll be out there. We have a friend that moved to LA not too long ago, and um, it's been potential discussion maybe going out there and yeah, like driving the coast. I don't know how crazy that is, I don't know how far away San Francisco is from LA. Like five six hours driving, I think. Right? That's nah, not bad. I can do that in my sleep. Yeah, let me know if you swing by LA. I'm all alone over here. Just, just me and my rectangles. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce me to all those rectangles, man. Rectangle <laughs> yeah, the chicken here is more expensive, so I have less of it. <laughs> I'll I'll bring a few rotisserie chickens on the plane. I'm going over there. Thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll treasure it forever. Right. All for you. <laughs> Thanks again, guys, for coming on. And uh, yeah, everybody's listening. Submit your rebrand for Jinko. Um, <laughs> and Kevin, Devin, and Chris will judge it. And the winner will receive a free copy of Font. The Zone. loser will be scorched <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Um, if you don't want to submit to Jinko thing, or if you do and you don't win, you can use the uh, URL bit.ly forward slash creatoring font to save 10% on font self and just buy it yourself. It's bit.ly slash creatoring font, all one word, bit.ly slash creatoring font. Also, if you even kind of like this show like Kevin does yeah. apparently you can support us <laughs> at um patreon.com slash creatoring 
and you know iTunes reviews always help too so thanks for listening and thanks you guys for being on thanks everybody oh also thanks to Vincent Parham for our fantastic intro and outro music uh, he's like a magical deity on a keyboard Vincent know that well Daniel I'll talk to you in two weeks yep sounds good bye